step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to the good news with Angie Austin. Now, with the good news, here's Angie. Hello there, friend. Angie Austin and Jim Stovall here with the good news, and we're talking about this week's winner's wisdom column. And this week he wrote about the empty chair at the table. Hey, Jim. Hey, it is great to be with you. And uh, as we move into the uh, holiday season here, it's always good to get a little perspective because uh, with the media and all the advertisements and all the pressure and the schedule, sometimes it's just good to stop and uh, really get another perspective on it. And, uh, you know, as we look forward to... uh, to Thanksgiving this week and then Christmas coming up and everything, you know, we have a tendency to look at all the F words. And before you reach for the little button that cuts me off, I'm talking about food, family, fun, football, and all of those other sorts of things. Uh-huh. And, you know, and it's so easy to get caught up in that. And we miss, you know, the the, the real tradition. You know, This is a time for us to be thankful. And uh, I, I believe the fastest way to get everything you want out of life is to be thankful for everything you already have. And and this is just a great time to do that. Yeah, I, I've been kind of going over, like, you know, options for Thanksgiving Day and, you know, and options for, you know, how to handle a relative that maybe enjoys starting an argument. You know, most of us really dread that kind of thing, but there is a certain personality I found that really enjoys a good debate slash argument slash... I don't know, heated discussion. And I'm not one of those personalities having grown up around way too many, I'll call them heated discussions, but chaos, you know, at my home. So I really shy away from those and take every opportunity to acquiesce or not make the other person person feel diminished or give in, as they'd say. But I don't see it as giving in. I see it as winning because I'm winning a great dinner. I'm winning a pleasant environment. I'm winning my other relatives feeling comfortable. So they might see it as their win, but I see it as my win. Yeah, and, you know, my brother and I were talking about, you know, growing up in our parents' and grandparents' home. And, you know, of course, this is the first uh, year without my father at the, at the table. So, uh, you know, it brings, uh, you know, a lot of memories, but a lot of things to be thankful for. But our grandmother had a thing. You know, my brother and I, we were out running in the woods and doing things, and, uh, you know, we'd sit down at the table and we might talk about cleaning a fish or finding a dead skunk or anything else. And my grandmother would just simply say, that's not appropriate table talk. <laughs> and that, that, that ended the conversation. Well, recently when uh, cousins and in-laws and outlaws and various other people, they started on the political debate, my brother will just look at him and say, that's not appropriate table discussion. And it just, you know, save it. I mean, you, you got all year to do that. And, uh, you know, this is this is not about that. No one's going to change their mind. Let's talk about all the things we're thankful for. And uh, one of the things we do at our home at Thanksgiving is, uh, before we say grace uh, at the Thanksgiving, you know, we go around the table and everybody just says one thing they're thankful for. And it, it is just a powerful, powerful statement. 
Yeah, it's surprising sometimes what people are thankful for. And oftentimes it has something to do with the people at the table, as you and I have discussed on many occasions, that 85-year-long Harvard happiness study that said that the, yeah. if you boil it all down to one thing, uh, you know, that really uh, contributes to happiness, it's connections, relationships, family, friends. And so many of us are thankful for what's there at the table. And I have to tell you, um, I also provided um, escape room when I'm the one that's doing the Thanksgiving, which this year we're going out because my mom's not here. And I don't think I told you, but my daughter said, you know, is grand grand going to be here? And I said, no. And she said, oh, bro, she's the only one that can cook. <laughs> yes, Jim, I went from mommy to mama to mom to bro. Or bra. Yeah, well, it's probably a good transition. <laughs> so, yeah, but my escape room is like, I might have a craft in there. The TV, football can be an escape room or the parade. But then um, usually it's like something to do with the kids. Or you can create your own and go out in the backyard and play with the, the dogs or bring the kids out there for a walk. You can always create your own escape room type environment. And I'm not saying to escape the whole family, just if things get contentious or a little stressful. You know, yeah, I was uh, doing an interview the other day and, uh, you know, saying, well, you know, everybody lists one thing they're thankful for. And the interviewer said, well, you know, if two or three people go first, what can you think of? And, you know, I told him, hey, I was, I was just at the Stovall Center at the university, and we have kids uh, from 143 different nations. Wow. And, uh, you know, to that interviewer and to you and all your listeners here in the good old United States of America, Man, we won the the birthright lottery when we were born here in America. Jeez, and, no uh, kidding. You know, you don't need to go any farther than that to just be thankful that we're here. And you know, and that's how Thanksgiving got started. Uh, a group of people that hey, I, we're just thankful we're here. Yeah, exactly. And you know what, Jim? What if you said you were thankful for my wife and I said I was thankful for my husband? Like you can repeat gratitudes. They don't have to all be different. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and as you, as you know, Angie, I do my golden list every day, which is a, a tradition for my grandmother, which is 10 things I'm thankful for every morning. And, uh, you know, Crystal is always on the list virtually every day. Yeah. You know, and uh, and then other things are on the list. Uh, and you just, uh, you know, you just, uh, you know, you, you things are brought to your attention and you're thankful for them. So this uh, Crystal we speak of um, oftentimes, you know, I would say several times a month, we bring up Crystal, your wife. And uh, I, act- I actually call her today uh, because for some reason I thought you were at home because, you know, of the week and all, and I thought it might be a vacation week for you. Anyway, I, I got her and, uh, you know, I said, oh, is this Crystal? And you said, yes. And I said, uh, hey, it's Angie. And um, she goes, oh, I know about you, Angie. And I uh, I said, you know, I know you already know this, but every single week that when I talk to Jim, anytime, you know, you're brought up, he just speaks of you so glowingly and with such love. She goes, oh, yes, yes, I, I know. And then she told me that you speak so highly of me. But how nice for a wife of how many years have you been married? We are married 42 oh, years. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I'm at 20. So how nice for a wife of 42 years to be, oh, yes, I know he's crazy about me. I mean, what a, talk about something to be thankful for that she knows and you know, and you're both so thankful for each other that she goes on your gratitude list every day. Yeah, she does. And, and as I've told you, I have this poster my staff bought me in my office at home, and it starts at the top. It says, success is... And then it lists 36 things, three dozen things that success is. But number one is marry the right person because you you don't get that right. And uh, it's hard to enjoy much of that other stuff because, uh, 
you know, if you think of the greatest trip or adventure you ever went on, it has a lot more to do with who you went with than where you went. And, uh, you know, I mean, I would, I, I, you know, I would rather go to, uh, to uh, you know, a fast food restaurant with Crystal than fly to Paris with someone I didn't like. And, uh, you know, they're just, uh, you know, being around her is just a holiday. And, you know, we, we sat down the other day and thought about, you know, what are the 10 best times in our, in, in our life together? And, you know, we were teenagers together. I mean, it, it, you know, we grew up together. And, uh, you know, we went through poverty together. And now we are enjoying prosperity together. And so we listed all these things were you know, the best times. You remember the time we went here and did that? And out of those 10 things, I would say at least half of them were we didn't have anything, Angie. We, yeah. would, we, we had nothing. And it was just... You know, the two of us together, and we had a lot of big dreams, and, uh, and it, it, you know, it, it makes a great life. And, uh, you know, and, uh, um, you know, and I, a guy asked me not long ago, well, how often do you think you should tell your wife you love her? And I said, well, you, you probably ought to tell her before some other guy does. You know, you really should, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of get out in front of that thing, you know. I, I don't think you can say it too often. Oh my goodness! I I gotta find that list of thirty three things. Is there an author on it? I don't know. I'll see if I can find it for you and get okay. it. Okay, okay. I I love that. Or just even have one of your people take a picture of it. I'd love to see the yeah. thirty three things. I think that I I'm always sending my kids stuff. It's it's funny. Yeah. Uh, today I sent my daughter who plays basketball. I sent her this thing as a coach, and she said, "Let me tell you something. Steph Curry is a good shooter, and he didn't get that way on the couch." You don't get better at shooting by taking a nap. You don't get better at shooting while you're napping. And so anyway, she gets up with her dad at 6 a.m. on weekends and goes to the gym before the big guys that muscle around and knock her down arrive to play. You know, they try to take over, do full court on both sides, which they're not supposed to. But we just know what's going to happen. So why not just get her in there real early and let her do a few hundred shots before they all get there so she's not napping on the weekends, that's for sure. All right, so... yeah, you. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, you don't you don't learn anything napping except how to nap. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about um, you know all the the f words coming up, and as Jim says, that's in the food, the football, family, friends, and fun. Uh, so, uh, and I know you do your gratitude list every day that your grandma taught you of the ten things you're grateful for. Go around the table at Thanksgiving uh, and say what you're thankful for. What else do you want to get out of um, this week's uh, empty chair at the table? Because this is the first year you'll have your dad's empty chair at the table. I, you know, I, I think we'll all share a memory of my father, and you know, and then a, a couple other things we like to observe, and just things for you and your audience to consider. Number one, guys, I know we live in the 21st century, but you can go an afternoon and a sit-down meal for Thanksgiving without a device in your hand. So uh, we go with a no-technology table and try to keep the uh, the conversation positive, and and you know, and then uh, you know, hey. No, no football on in the background. You know, if you don't have your device there, you can DVR the game, and you're not going to get a spoiler alert. And you can watch the game an hour later or two hours later. You don't have to worry about it. Oh, I know. Don't leave the um, the TV on. When I was like maybe fifteen, sixteen, and I, I think it was the Flintstones that was on in the background, and my grandmother was doing the prayer, and I just let out a little giggle. Maybe I was thirteen, but I just let out a little giggle, and oh, I, my grandma was not the nicest lady. Oh, did I get in trouble? And so I got sent to my room, and then you know she came, she kicked me out of the, off the table, and you know then came in to talk to me, and I said I'm so sorry, I wasn't laughing at your prayer. It was Fred Flintstone, and it was so it was so not fitting. 
looking for the topic of the prayer. So now I definitely know to not have yeah. the Flint, Fred Flintstone on the TV while you're doing the Thanksgiving yeah, prayer. I'm, I'm jotting a note here, no Flintstones <laughs> during the prayer. I think that's that's universal wisdom <laughs> that shares with everybody. And, uh... I think he was the grand poobah in that one. So, you know, yeah, that's probably why I was just giggling a little. All right, so... Um, I can't believe you've been married for that many years and you're so, still so happy. I mean, that right there is, I, I think that'll, that should be your gratitude at the, at the Thanksgiving Day table. Um, and anything coming up for you, Jim? Like, what, what do you have planned? I mean, I know you've got Thanksgiving and Christmas, but any fun, neat things, books, trips, speaking um, engagements? You know, now that the uh, Hollywood people have gotten past the strike, we're kind of getting a little back into movie mode on our Will to Win project based on my novel. And, uh, I've got a couple new books coming out next year and, uh, you know, just uh, enjoying and uh, keep doing what we do. Have you found your leading man yet or is that still in the works? Still in the works. I uh, uh, We're uh, looking at an absolute unique technology thing. And for those of you who have seen the recent Indiana Jones movie where they took the technology and uh, made him 40 years younger, um, I'm not supposed to talk about it, but you can imagine what happens when you've got movies of Will Rogers from 1935 and new technology. And, uh, you know, we're playing with the idea that uh, maybe Will Rogers could be Will Rogers. Yes, maybe. <laughs> I love that idea. That is so crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what they can do these days, it's just unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you, and I told Crystal today when I spoke with your lovely wife that um, I am thankful that I get to speak with you every week. I told her how much I look forward to it and how uh, you've even spoken to my son a few times about, you know, the future and business and college and all and success and all those things. So really appreciate you, Jim, your website. Jim Stovall, S-T-O-V. A-L-L, jimstovall.com. Jimstovall.com. Thank you, friend. You well. Hudson, thanks for tuning in to KLTT, the mighty 670. ARC Thrift needs your small furniture and electronics donations now. You can donate that end table or folding chair you've been meaning to find a new home for. Smaller sized furniture that can fit in your trunk and home goods like blenders and air fryers are items that ARC badly needs right now. They make it easy by unloading your car and your donations help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, the primary mission of ARC Thrift. ARC has high demand for small electronics like speakers, soundbars, Bluetooth speakers, and turntables. And once you donate, you can shop in the stores for your own treasured finds. Each ARC Thrift location has over 5,000 new items every day. So there is always something new and exciting. Every ARC thrift store keeps their shelves fresh with new merchandise, so each new purchase will be special to you. ARC's donation centers are open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Sunday donation hours are available as well. To find the nearest ARC thrift donation center, go to arcthrift.com donations. Hey there, Angie Austin. Katie Millar-Wierig is here as well, and this is the good news. Hey, Katie. Hi, so happy to be back. You know, I giggled when you told me your topic for today, so tell everyone what it is. Well, I was hoping to talk about 
burnout during the holiday season. <laughs> Parental burnout during the holiday season. I giggled because, you know, the, the semester is going to, they really only have about three weeks of school left. And I, I, I'm really trying to press my kids to get things done. And normally we plan a trip. And then Katie, I actually said to my three teenagers in high school, hey, maybe for Christmas we won't, you know, do like the the presents under the tree and, you know, I'll give you some money and we can all go shopping. And they threw the biggest fit because they want me to do all that shopping, wrap all those gifts, just like, like I did when they were little. And like, I'm burnt out on it. It's true, you know, and, and there's so much of burnout. So burnout is an indication that you have fatigued yourself by going too far. So we talk about burnout when we're exercising and you want to do like a shoulder burnout at the end of your workout where you do so many reps that your muscles actually fatigue to the point where you are truly unable to go any further. And that happens emotionally and physically all the time with us. And we've learned how to push through the burnout when a lot of times it's a sign that we need a break and we need to step back. And so um, the important thing to remember is how to avoid getting to that point. Because once you get to that point, there is, there is times where you get there and you literally emotionally, physically cannot do anymore. And then it becomes mom has broke or dad is broken. <laughs> and that happens during the holidays for some of us. And I think one of the biggest burnouts that happen that we don't always recognize is an emotional burnout, especially with people and relationships. And just like we budget our time for uh, not our, well, we do budget our time, but our finances around the Christmas times, we budget our calories often. We say, okay, you know, I'm going to eat less here for so on Thanksgiving dinner. I can really splurge. We're budgeting and being careful because we know that we have limited resources with those things. But for some reason, we assume that we have unlimited resources when it comes to our own energy. And that is a massive fallacy. We do not have all of this that we can just keep pulling from. Once the energy taps out, it taps out. And so we need to be extra mindful and intentional about where we're spending our time. Now, one of the biggest things that I think we need to focus on is the relationships. So oftentimes we give all of our energy to relationships or things that really don't matter. So a lot, so during the holidays, we might um, agree to going to a neighborhood Christmas party, which is all, always good to get close to your neighbors, but we might agree to five or six different social functions with people that we enjoy being around but they're not necessarily our first priority and in the long run some of these relationships aren't nearly as important as the relationship with our spouse or our children or or our our extended family and so if you know that you burn out after a couple social events then this is a good time to step back and budget it just like you would your finances say i think i have in me five large social gatherings between thanksgiving and christmas and I, when I do go to my family party or my husband's family party, I want to be at my best. And so I'm going to decline going to a bunco night with my neighborhood because I just know that that's going to drain me. And then by the time I get to my husband's, I might be agitated and at my burnout zone. And if we're really intentional about recognizing in ourselves how much we have to give with our energy then it enables us and empowers us to start saying maybe no to those things that are going to end up in the end hurting our family. Because when we really think about it, what ends up suffering when we hit burnout is usually not school, not our kids' extracurriculars. We're able to push through on that. It's our family life. It's our home life. It's what happens at 
the end of the day when we're all home together and everyone is burnt out and everyone's angry with each other and mean and entitled because everyone is at their wit's end because we gave all of our energy to other things. You know, it's funny that you say that all this because we know when my kid says ADHD, right? And I'm just gonna, yeah. lay, I'm gonna lay it on you, girl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you what she wrote to me today that just really uh, crushed, crushed me. And you and I know that ADHD kids think that they're inadequate or lacking or they're not intelligent, which isn't the case. They just learn differently. So anyway, she had a problem in another class, and she's supposed to get. She has team talk classes, and so I'm just trying to explain this. So I guess I feel so bad about what I'm going to read to you. Um, she has team talk classes and the second teacher is supposed to really work with her well she feels that teacher doesn't like her and that's her teacher who's kind of like the team leader of all of like overseeing her learning plan to make sure she gets extra help well she doesn't think this teacher likes her and she doesn't think this teacher will help her sometimes she's just given the answers she says this is her interpretation again she's just given the answers and she's like that doesn't help me i need to know how to solve the problem and so she's very frustrated so, um, and by the way, we took her phone away September 14th. So that's over two months ago. And so she doesn't take it to school, but I've let her have it about five times because she had some after school things. So um, she got caught with her phone in this class, right? Or like texting me. I They knew that she texted me to say she was frustrated because I wrote right away and said, would someone please help her? And so they were irritated that she narked on them, right, on the teachers. So they said, well, she's always on her phone. Well, I knew that wasn't the case because I keep it at home with me in a safe. So she can't have her phone, right? So anyway, this is what she wrote after she got in trouble for the phone and the teacher said she's always on it. She wrote, I'm sorry, I'm literally such a stupid failure. I can't seem to do anything right. So imagine getting that from your kid, Katie. Yeah, and it's so hard. And really, when those things happen, I think we all feel those feelings, but especially a child who's not neurotypical, an ADHD child, it is normal for them to blame themselves yep. for things that are beyond their control. And when we see that, it is a cry for help, and it's an indication that they are also feeling that burnout. And we need to ask, what is worth keeping and what's worth something? Because we can't do it all, and she can't do it all, and, and she's realizing that, and she's thinking it's an indication of her failure when it's really not. Um, you got a little bit muffled there, but I heard what you said, and I, I did feel that burnout today. So I wrote, I, I guess I've been super, super patient, I think, and I know we're doing, I mean, the tutor comes too. Like, I mean, the tutor was here yesterday, the tutor's coming tonight, and we're working with her, and we've taken the phone. You know what I mean? So I feel like we're really coming through on our end. And so on, in the case of this particular teacher that is really her team leader of learning, and they don't, and she doesn't think this teacher likes her, I basically just said to Day, like, look, if there's a barrier between you two working together, do, you know, I know this is her perception. I know you're a great teacher, but do we need to put her with someone else? Because this seems to be a barrier to her learning. And my husband called me immediately after I sent the email. And I'm like, bro, you don't know. Like, I've been, I've known this particular teacher for seven years. You know, out because we're my, my kids' friends with his kids and blah, blah, blah. So I've known this. So you haven't been on all the emails. So he calls me and he's like micromanaging, totally livid that I, he said, sounds like you're ranting, like you're mad. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of at the end of my rope. If 
she's not learning this year and we have an IEP, then we need to do something to shake this up. And we have the meeting in like, I don't know, a couple of, a couple of weeks. So, um, so yes, I reached my emotional, I guess, uh, breaking point as well today. So when you told me the topic was, you know, like every, it's everything, it's not just her school, but you know, um, all, you know, the, the teacher's presence, the practices, the end of the semester, trying to get a couple of the kids to get their grades up and not wait till, you know, they wait till the last day. Or like the last week, and they're like, oh, is there anything I could do to bring up my grade? And they're like, uh, end of a semester is tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard. And in that case, when you do have a kid that is burnt out or, or doing a lot, you, you do ask yourself, too, like, is there anything we can set aside or drop for a time to just let them rest and heal? And then hopefully we can we can get them back on track when they have the emotional capacity to do it again. Yeah, I think we just need like a, a pause for sure. Katie, it's such a joy to have you in the show. You and I are like in the same stage of life, even though you're a younger, former beauty queen. I feel such camaraderie with you. Um, give us your website so people can find your books and find you on social media. Of course, you can find me on Instagram at the Balanced Mind Project or at the Anxiety Healing Program dot com. And I feel the same way, Angie. It's such a pleasure to talk. Oh, I just love it. Well, Katie, isn't this fitting? We're going to talk about how to ease holiday stress. And today we're partnering with Mom on the Run, Colleen Burns, Mom of Six, joining us with tips to prepare us mentally and physically for the holidays. Welcome back, Colleen. Great to be here, Angie. It's always a good day when I get to talk to you. Oh, you're so sweet. All right. So how are you prepping for the holidays? How should we be prepping for the holidays? Well, you know, the main thing, I think, is the meals. I mean, it's so hard not to overindulge this time of year and trying to be mindful of how we're eating. And so, you know, one thing, uh, especially if you've got diabetes or pre-diabetes, this is really, really a tough time. And there is some help this year from the Idaho Potato Commission because they've become the very first vegetable to partner with the American Diabetes Association. They're trying to crack the code of plating a meal. We've all heard about plating your meal what should be, what portions on your plate. And this is just something you should really try to focus on because half of your plate should really be vegetables. One quarter should be protein. The rest, grains are a starchy vegetable like potatoes. And if you don't know this, a typical potato is only 110 calories. It's rich in vitamins. It's rich in nutrients. So really, the trouble can come in in preparation. It's a good-for-you food. So but true. if you're going to put a bunch of oil on it, if you're going to deep fry it, if you're going to put butter on it, then maybe not so good anymore. But that's not the potato's fault. That's your fault. So if you want to go to IdahoPotato.com, they have some great tips and recipes, including a smarter version of those cheesy potatoes we all love this time of year. Instead of all the butter, all the sour cream, it has some Greek yogurt, it has some extra flavor from some peppers and some crushed-up tortilla chips on top. A really great, smarter, uh, healthier for you version of those cheesy potatoes this time of year. So IdahoPotato.com, go there, find some good recipes, and you know, eat your potatoes. They're good for you. Just yeah. don't put a bunch of butter on. Yeah, we prep them all the time with olive oil in the air fryer, and also let's be honest, they're economical. And then if you do mixed veggies, they're so great in there because they give it some heartiness. So we're big fans. All right, what about what about holiday? You know, typical holiday stressors. Well, you know, one thing is entertaining. I mean, we all entertain, and then we have, if we don't entertain, we're bringing something to somebody else's house, so that can be stressful. A, a quick tip for entertaining um, is to make sure that your trash can and your dishwasher are empty when you're having people over. I mean, it sounds silly, but people want to help. And at the end of a meal, if they say, what can we do, and your dishwasher's full or your trash is full, they can't really help you. If you can ask them to clear plates and put them in the dishwasher, wonderful. So make sure those are emptied out. Also, a really easy go-to for taking to someone's house or having at your house is a charcuterie plate. 
And so just having that cheese, the meat, the fruit on hand, and then even making it a little extra special by having a fun mix of nuts and chocolate. Great way to break up that charcuterie plate, make it special. I keep bags of these in my pantry. They're called Second Nature Dark Chocolate Medley. And this is a great mix of whole roasted nuts. And they're the good nuts, cashews, almonds, pecans, and then chunks of dark chocolate all mixed together. You feel good about eating it. They're salty, they're sweet, but they're full of nutrients and antioxidants. And it's a smart go-to snack when you're on the road. Keep it in your car with all that shopping and planning to leave you with the hangries and you make those bad decisions. Second Nature also has some keto-friendly varieties if you're trying to stick to a keto diet. Oh, I'm going to check those out. That sounds right up our alley. All right. Um, and that's a great idea, too, about the trash and the dishwasher just to, you know, help out. All right. Um, you know, de-stressing. I know we're going to talk about that. So what are some of the ways that you recommend for us to de-stress, especially during this time of year? Well, exercise is always important. And, you know, we're losing light. So if you can try to fit that in early in the morning, it's when at least my house is pretty quiet you can get in a, an early morning walk or run, um, even taking the dogs for a walk before the whole house is moving, uh, that can really set up your day, um, help with the stress. Um, also, just making sure that you don't over plan. Say no. It's okay to say no. And a lot of moms don't. But um, this time of year especially, make those priorities. Also, keep to a budget when you can. We always say that. We never do. But if you can keep to a budget. And you know what I find is interesting is if for a lot of those gifts, and you can't do it for everything, but you know, try to try to be creative. Try to tell your kids or friends, yeah, fine, we'll share gifts, but or we'll we'll exchange gifts, but make it under twenty five dollars because you know what? That's going to make you creative. It's going to make those gifts extra special, and you're going to keep your budget that way. I love that. I love that. All right, so where do we go to get more info, Colleen, on everything? For more information, you can go to dailylounge.com. Love it, dailylounge.com. Have fun with those six kids. <laughs> Always. Thank you. Have a great, safe, and happy holiday. Thanks, Colleen. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.